Yeah. All right, we're back. Another week of the mush. I think it's week 14, all the conference championships. Short week, but definitely a fun week. Quick recap. Uh, Gorney and I went 8-7 and seven on the week. John went 9-6. and six. Uh, John came all the way back. He made it. Go, him and Gorney are tied at 70-75, and I'm at 73-72. Our three oh, locks collectively all hit. I had Arizona. Gorney had Western Kentucky, and John had Missouri. All three hits, so... The boys are moving. We're hitting positives every week, and the numbers are climbing. People making money. People making money on the mush. So, anyways, we move on to uh, our first couple of very exciting games of the week. So, let's get it rolling. Boys, you stay going. Well, it's actually kind of a home game, even though it's not supposed to be, but UNLV, two and a half. Yeah, I would just like to start by saying um, the uh, Western Kentucky was really a nail biter down the stretch. <laughs> They, they they were up. I have to, I have to pull this up first because it was really it, it's it started to really get get under my skin. Uh, Western Kentucky was up 41-14 going to the fourth quarter. They were up 34-7 at half. I was like you know collecting my my money already uh, if I were to bet. And uh, then FIU scores twice real quick to start the fourth quarter, um, and then they scored with 55 seconds left. And it was really ugly, and I was getting really upset about it. Um, but but, and then they had an onside kick that they recovered. It was it was very nail biter, but we got that. All right, let's move on. <laughs> this is the lock of the week. Uh, Boise State has been here fifty million times. UNLV has never been here. Uh, Boise State knows what to expect. UNLV doesn't know what to expect. Um, the Spencer Danielson at Boise State might be coaching for the job. Uh, Barry Odom did so much better than anyone expected in year one. Uh, Barry Odom didn't get the Oregon State job, with which he, you know, was was a name mentioned. All, everything here is lining up even more. Uh, the public slightly likes UNLV, and the, all the money is flowing in on Boise here. So uh, a lot of that money lives in Vegas, and they're not backing their own team. So I'm taking Boise State here as the lock of the week. Um, and to cover the small spread. Yeah, look, this is the time of year Boise State lives for, right? This is what they do. This is their postseason. So I think their fan base, even though it's in Las Vegas, will probably travel and show up a little bit more uh, than, than the Rebels will. So I, I do think Boise State has some advantages, although, like you said, AG, fired the coach. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of scenarios where there's a – an incumbent or a potential incumbent coach uh, coaching for a conference championship. But Boise has still been there and done that. I do think it gives them the benefit of the doubt, especially with a small margin. Two and a half is, is not a lot to ask. Boise lives for these moments, and, and they will uh, make sure to make it happen one more time. Yeah, I was kind of in between, but, Gorney, you sold me on the coach possibly getting the job. I love those storylines. My Disney Cinderella moments, absolutely, I'll take. Boise State then, they got to play for the coach, Rudy style, carry him off the field at a legion, and we, uh, we'll we take we'll take home the two and a half. So. All right, SMU, two-lane, three and a half. Yeah, sort of uh, differing styles here, but I like SMU. Um, I, I might regret this pick, and Tulane is just a, a very sound team. They are, We know they're going to be under Willie Fritz, uh, but SMU can score, and they have – they have transfers on that team that were like elite power five players. So um, 
They were they're and what I also like is they're seven and one in the last eight times that they've played two lanes straight up. Maybe they tighten up and choke in a championship situation of which Tulane is comfortable playing in. Um, but I'm just not sold here. I'm going to take SMU, the team that can score the points, and the, some some of the trend lines heading in their direction. Yeah, this is a sneaky good game. I think the over might be a safer bet than the line here for uh, Tulane or SMU. But I'm going to go the other way. I think Michael Pratt could be potentially auditioning for some major, major spots uh, at the Power 5 level through the transfer portal. That storyline can either make or break Tulane. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt in this one, although, again, SMU can absolutely score. So I can't bet the over, but I'll take Tulane minus 3.5. It is shocking to me that Pratt still has uh, eligibility left after this year. I feel mm. like I saw him one of my first – it's probably not fair to him. I think I saw him at one of my first ever rivals camps that I uh, actually worked, but he might have been a freshman. But it just seems like he's been in my life. For a long time, he's a great quarterback. But I'm going to take Tulane here. Uh, I picked them as my first week lock of the week, and uh, they did look very well. I actually wanted to make it my lock this week, but I don't love the three and a half um, to fully make it the lock. But definitely Tulane's going to win this game, and they have my pick for sure. Exciting matchup here: New Mexico State is going versus uh, Liberty, eleven and a half. Couldn't get through that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard the cracking, the the laughter is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm gonna take Jerry Kill. Uh, I think his team has been playing really, really well. They went to Auburn and won, which might not be a massive feat uh, with that team, but then Auburn came back and almost beat Alabama uh, the next week. And uh, I, I get it; it's a the Iron Bowl and everything weird happens in that game. But Liberty runs the ball a ton. Um, and I think just New Mexico State is going to be stout. I don't know if they win the game. Liberty, God is on their side. Um, but New Mexico State, uh, 10 and a half. I'm going to take it uh, and hope that they can hang a little bit. I just don't think Liberty is going to blow anybody out in this situation. So I'm going to take New Mexico State. I think they're actually pretty sneaky good and, and very well coached. Yeah, I'm co-signing AG on this one. Jerry Kill's been maybe the – done the best job of any coach uh, in 2023 relative to what he inherited. Um, Liberty can score. We know that. Uh, Caden Salter is another name that the portal kind of wants to pull in there. So I, I gave the benefit of the doubt for Pratt's audition in the last pick. I won't give it twice for Caden Salters. Although, again, he's another one that Power 5 schools are are going to want to jump all over. So I, I think the Aggies cover uh, or, or with their with their points. They get it done. Liberty probably wins the game, uh, but it'll be a really close one. 11 and a half, way too much. Yeah, I'll just agree with you guys. I'm going to go New Mexico here. I actually looked, and New Mexico lost to Liberty earlier in the year, it looks like. I didn't even know they played. 33-17, but yeah, they just they're playing too hot right now. They'll at least cover the game. Uh, maybe and they've played some good competition, like as of late, obviously with the Auburn. So hopefully that helps them in this game. All right, we're going to the big games now. Louisville, Florida State, two and a half. Yeah, this line actually kind of surprised me. Uh they're they're giving Tate Rodemaker maybe no respect at all. Um uh, you know, this line has come down, though, from six and a half where it opened and the, the public and, 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 you know, the public is split on this game, <clears throat> but the money is flooding to Louisville. So I'm going to take the Cardinal here. And then for, for many reasons, one, Florida State didn't look very good against 
you know, an average to bad Florida team uh, playing their backup quarterback who's now in the portal. Uh, you know, only in 2023 can you say something like that. Um, and 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 Louisville kind of had again sort of a dud game against Kentucky. Uh, they've responded in those situations. So two and a half is basically picking Louisville to win this game and ruining Florida State's chances to be in the college football playoff. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take Louisville here. I think that they have playmakers. They can make this game really tough on Florida State's defense. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals here, although I do not love this pick. Yeah, this is funky, right? Obviously, backup quarterback situation for Florida State. Didn't look great last week. Uh, We talked about um, these offenses that sort of bother Florida State, and Louisville is probably the most potent that they they will have faced here down the stretch. I, I look at the other side, though. So we assume Louisville can get into the 20s. What about FSU under Rod Maker? I don't know. I'm not sure. We, we didn't see a whole lot of downfield ability against a defense that fired their secondary coach like two days later. Um, so I don't have a lot of confidence there. But FSU is getting a little healthier, and they finally, and maybe it was because they were down, they finally decided to just run the damn ball. And I know down south a lot of folks – Look for that. Uh, so I think Trey Benson can be the difference maker in this game. I'm going to take FSU with that uh, assumption that they're going to come out running the football against what's a pretty good defense. But Louisville hasn't looked good defensively the last couple of weeks. So I'll take that benefit of the doubt for Florida State despite the back of quarterback. But the committee, hey, the committee would love for Louisville to just take care of FSU and then allow maybe, you know, the, the SEC winner in and, and maybe two if, if Alabama beats Georgia, but we'll get to that later. So, you know, they're trying to find a way to get Bama in that playoffs, but uh, <laughs> Except for the team Louisville. that beat Bama, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the eyes say that they're better. How, now. how dare you? How dare you bring that up? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Louisville. Is Plummer still the quarterback? He's still. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's fine. I'll stay he, simple here. I'll just go with the, the the veteran and not the backup. So yeah, the over the the over is the trend here. Seven of the last nine times these teams have played, it's gone over. But man, the betting betting with I just don't think Florida State's going to try to open it up unless they have to, and Louisville just scores on them. I, I, I'm not crazy about the over here. I, I would side with Louisville, I guess. Very good. All right, Oklahoma State, Texas, fifteen and a half. Okay, so this is another very interesting line. I mean, this is a big line in a, in a big game. Um, that's a lot of points. Um, Oklahoma State uh, has been here two years ago, and, and what Mike Gundy has done here has been incredible. Basically, um, you know, playing Ollie Gordon, okay, that helps, and no one has to be a genius for that to happen. But after they lost to South Alabama, this team could have folded, and they just went the opposite way. And Gundy has been very, very instrumental in this. Um, uh, But that doesn't matter. Texas is playing for a big blowout here. They're playing to prove to the committee that they belong in the four. Um, I actually think they do. Um, I think there's a massive argument that could be made, even if Florida State wins, uh, that you take a one-loss Texas team over an undefeated Florida State team, Um, as stupid as that might sound to some. If, 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 if we're picking the four best teams, uh, do not tell me that the ACC champion who beat Louisville um, is better than Texas that went to Alabama and beat them by double digits. So Texas has, 
Texas, I think, is coming into this game a little pissed off, which is great. Um, and I'm just still not sold on Oklahoma State being elite. I could see 34-10 in this game, 35-17. I'm going to take Texas here, and they have a lot to prove going into it. Yeah, can, can Oki State throw the ball and get into a shootout? Because we know Texas's offense – can roll, uh, whether it's the vertical passing game with Quinn Ewers or a multifaceted running attack. Although Brooks being out is interesting. Shout out Cedric Baxter, Floridian, who's going to carry the load there for UT. I think they can be balanced. I think they could steady that ship. So I just don't know if, if Oklahoma State can compete from a balanced perspective. So I think um, been kind of funky for them. BYU, I think, had them on the ropes pretty early last week. I was surprised by that. But of course, Ollie Gordon. Brought him back. I don't see that happening two weeks in a row. If Texas can amass an early lead, I think they can cover 15 and a half. So give me hook them. Let me just say one more thing. If this game is 42-14 going to the fourth quarter and all of a sudden it's 42-28 or something like that, I'm going to be very mad, very mad. <laughs> but I'm taking Texas. Yeah, I got to I'm, I'm taking Texas here as well. Uh, they're playing very good. And, um and that, like Gordon, Gordon kind of said, all you guys all said it all. So there's nothing else to say. Texas is the play, not quite the lock again, but definitely the play. All hmm. right, one of our favorite teams on on the mush, Michigan and Iowa, 22 and a half, and the over under 35 and a half. You know, it's the only game I'll, I'll only talk about the over <laughs> on the screen. It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God. So, so the over is hitting seven of Michigan's last eight games, um, but and what the under for the last forty games, right? <laughs> Iowa, at least five. The the stat I have is five of the last five. So, I'd have to go back and see the last time. I just think Michigan overwhelms them. You know, like uh, Michigan is just so much better. I actually would take the over in this game because I think Michigan could hit it. it themselves at some point iowa has to you know as michigan scores if if michigan scores um i was gonna have to try to respond in some way and that's when you know will johnson has a pick six or something happens here i just think michigan overwhelms them much like they did i don't purdue i think it was last year maybe it was two years ago i i, I lose track but if we're gonna go under in the last five games for iowa let me just r rail off this bunch of winners. Uh, Nebraska, Illinois, Rutgers, Northwestern, and Minnesota. It doesn't get more boring than that. And the game before that, it was Wisconsin, 15-6. You know, I'm going to say this. Uh, Iowa has played absolutely nobody this year except Penn State, and Penn State beat them 31-0. And Michigan beat Penn State pretty handily. So, uh, this could be 42, nothing. This is going to be one of the, this game should be moved to 9am just to get it out of the way. I don't know why it's a Saturday night game. It's going to be a bore fest. Iowa probably doesn't move the ball. I saw a stat that Iowa and, and then I'll stop. Iowa's first half total is 0.5 points. <laughs> I saw that. So, How can they grab one? Honestly bet the over there. Like you have to at least think about it. So I just think Michigan rolls here. I'm, there's a sharp bet on Iowa. I think that guy is probably at the Bellagio at 4 a.m. drunk off his mind and just wants to put a bet on Iowa. There's no way that someone could really think that's going to happen. So I think Michigan rolls. I think they roll handily. 
look, th- this is a huge number for a conference title game, but Nagorni teed it up perfectly. I mean, the road to get to this point couldn't be, you know, more different for, for these two programs. And the one common good to great opponent was a very different result. So, yeah, it's it's hard to ignore that. And I think Michigan is kind of everything Iowa wants to be. Um, but they have better talent and obviously better coaching, you know, throughout throughout the the uh, the offensive and defensive staffs there. So, yeah, I think Michigan can handle this. Um, the, you talk about a program on a mission, all, all the emotional things. Nothing has slowed down, you know, the winged helmet. And, and damn it, if the Iowa Hawkeyes are what slows them down, then I'll eat whatever crow uh, needs to be eaten because, you know, they've answered the bell every single time. So I think Michigan rolls. Iowa barely scores, you know, after, you know, maybe blocking a field goal or something crazy. Let me add one quick thing before Corey jumps in here. Everyone talks about Iowa's defense and, oh, they're going to slow down Michigan. Michigan has allowed 23 fewer points than Iowa this year. And they've played Ohio State, and and Iowa didn't. So Michigan's defense is far is superior to Iowa's, and they have a competent offense. So uh, you know Michigan has scored more than double the points of Iowa this year. So anyone who takes Iowa is really letting it loose. Just let it loose, Corey. Let it loose. <laughs> See, you're you're. You're gearing me up for something big, but no, I'm going Michigan. <laughs> and I, the only the only locks I think are the plays the the half point in the first, and then I, I, you just got to take the under. I think the, the score is going to be what like thirty two three. Take the under, we're, we move on. Uh, I don't know, but that's it's my one of my favorite games of the week that I, that I probably won't watch just because I cannot watch Iowa. Like there's just it's a tough game for me to watch. It's a tough team. Like Michigan I, is Harbaugh going to coach this one? Is he allowed to coach this one? He is allowed to coach this one, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a rumor that Stallions might be in the crowd, like, hanging out. I mean, they, there's a lot of play here. You know, there's, He was, there's at, the, he was at the Barstool set last week, so that loser will show up anywhere yeah. where there's a camera, I think. Uh, yeah, he's. I heard he's a Dave guy, and he uh, he's in the background of everything. So if Dave shows up, Stallions – I mean, there's just a lot of play here. There's, there's a lot going on. And I love this game that I probably won't watch. So, yeah. give me Michigan. <laughs> All right, here's a game I definitely will watch. Uh, Oregon, Washington, and a pretty big line, nine and a half. Yeah, so if you if it feels too big, it's not big enough. So, uh, Oregon. Uh, Washington has not been playing great down the stretch. Uh, they needed last-second miracles, basically, ba- to, to beat Washington State last week in the Apple Cup or whatever, Apple Bowl, Apple Cup, whatever it's called. And then uh, this is a this is a complete uh, payback situation. Let's not forget, Oregon would have beaten Washington if not for some really boneheaded plays down the stretch by Dan Lanning to go for it on fourth downs. So, uh, you know, I just think that uh, they Washington could have lost to Washington State. They could have lost to Oregon State the week before. They could have lost to Utah three weeks ago, and they were involved in a shootout against USC. Big surprise. The week before that, they only beat Stanford by nine. They looked bad against Oregon State. I mean, Arizona State, and they were lucky to beat Oregon. Oregon has been cruising and beating up people, and this is a payback situation. I just don't see uh, how Washington hangs in this game, honestly. So if, if, if it does happen, I'll be surprised. Um, but I think Oregon or and Oregon comfortably here. Yeah, this this was the most surprising line, you know, of, of the week that I saw. 
And I think, Gorney, you, you make a lot of great points. Um, certainly the emotion, the execution, the eye test, everything recently points towards Oregon. But, but this game will be indoors. And Michael Penix and that wide receiver core will have just as much opportunity as, as Franklin and the, the duck receiver core. So I could see this becoming very similar to the first game that we saw between these two. And if anything like that becomes the case, I do think this can be a very close game. In fact, I think Penix has as much at stake here as, as Bo Nix or the Ducks overall. And he kind of lives up to it when, when they need him to. So I'm going to take that experience and give Washington the benefit of the doubt. And because it's indoors, I'm going to make it the lock of the week. I think there's no way Oregon rolls Washington. They, they'll probably win, and I would pick them to win straight up. But this spread is was was too much on my gut, um, and and digging into it, I, I still think it's a little bit too much. So I think the Ducks probably take home the Pac-12 title and should roll into the playoff, but I think Washington can keep it close. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Oregon's going to win this game, no doubt about it. I have this weird feeling though; it's going to be like a 14-point game. Washington's going to drive down, score a touchdown, do an onside kick, and not get it. And Oregon escape. Oregon gets the win, escapes, but Washington will cover the game, and that's and that's why I'll just have to go Washington. I know it's been my rules and all that, but all that aside, like John said, it's the indoor game, it's Penix, it's everything. But I have a weird feeling that there's going to do something crazy that Gordon's going to yell at us that like they're going to cover <laughs> just at the very end, and Gordon's going to lose it. They're going to be up twenty-one nothing, chip away, weird field goal here whatever and then they'll score at the last second to, to just get it just get it under and then uh they'll lose the game and Oregon will move on so anyways all right my nightmare game battle of the rules <laughs> that's what they're calling it now Georgia Alabama six yeah how do you feel it how how do how does this know. one go for you I mean both can't win so I'm hoping for a wash. I was going to say, it's going to be a six-point Georgia win, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> the trend in this game is a is the over. And I'm looking at the over right now. It's 54 and a half, which is a significantly you know, high score. Um, let's think, 20, 31, 24, in, in that range, one way or another. People think teams are going to score here. You know, Jalen Milrow has basically been, you know, someone called him uh, – the best quarterback, you know, since no offense to Tim Tebow or something, but Jalen Milrow is oh, urban Lord. called him the Percy Harvin slash Reggie Bush of, of this. Um, something I, I remember that he was benched earlier in this season and yes, he has played better, but I also remember that this Alabama team needed literally a miracle last week to beat uh, Auburn. Um, and Auburn is not a very good football team. So, I'm really torn here because, um, man, Saban just doesn't lose this game. The last time he lost it, I believe, was um, was when Florida beat them, uh, and then Florida went on to win the national championship. Uh, I I saw something like he's 15 and 0 in this game. Uh, other than that game, he's 10 and 0 against top 10 teams, or he's 7 and 0 again. He just doesn't lose this game. He's going to lose this game. Georgia is is far <laughs> superior. Uh, they're the better team. They have the better defense. Kirby wants to take it to Saban. Uh, they're going to they're going to you know the only team that really 
maybe has a shot to beat them for a national championship is Michigan for the three-peat. There's no major trends to worry about Georgia here. The public siding with Georgia, but so is the money, 66 65%. The line is under a touchdown. Yeah, I could see 35-31, um, but I could see 35-21 too. Um, just don't think Alabama has the horses here. So I'm taking Georgia, Carson Beck, big spot. I think he... He's kind of he kind of wants to shut Milrow up a little bit as the quarterback in this game. I think Georgia again, the SEC champions. Yeah, so two years ago it was a similar situation, right? Georgia number one, Bama had to win to get in. But the difference in in that game was you had Bryce Young play maybe the best game of his Crimson Tide career, just dots all over the field. And no disrespect to Jalen Milrow, who threw a dot in his last pass that we saw. That's just not his game and Georgia if, if there's anything Georgia's not going to allow it's going to be a dual threat quarterback to run crazy all over them so I think they make Jalen Milrow one-dimensional and, and Bama's best bet is to try to make Georgia one-dimensional and I don't see it happening quietly Georgia has been maybe after Michigan the most balanced team in the sport um, and then they bring that defense with them as well so it's just it's not a good matchup for Alabama. Um, again, everything is on the line for the tie. Georgia's probably in either way, but I don't think that scenario goes down two times in a row. Not as not as as good and as deep as Georgia is. And, and like Corny said, Carson Beck, you know, he's been really great. I mean, there's some NFL talk with him, some early NFL talk with him, and, and this will be his obviously his biggest showcase game to prove it. So. Yeah, uh, this line was another surprising one. Almost my lock of the week if it was uh, more than a touchdown, but it, it isn't. So I think Georgia can handle this one and, and win by double digits. If I could just take a pass this week on this game, I could. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll just have to – I don't know. I can't trust my eyes. I got no rules. I don't know what I am now. So I guess I have to be a numbers guy. And you know what? Kirby has failed me a lot in my rules this year, and that's why I will take Bama plus six. Just because Saban, Saban knows he won't win this game. There's absolutely no way he's going to win this game. And I don't know how he's going to cover this game. I'm hoping at the end Georgia will rush two. And Jalen will have 35 seconds to think about his throw and get it off. And they score something to cover this game. But uh, I'm just going to have to just – how I started week one to now week what 14. I'll have to stick with my rules. I'll go Saban. And I don't love it. I'm just gonna have to just swallow my pride on this one and hope hope we come out with the win here. But um, you guys said all the right things about Georgia. I think it really is the play. But I'm gonna go with Saban here because Saban knows always. All right, short week. That's it. Block of the weeks. Uh, I don't think I picked one. I'll just go New Mexico. I just because I don't know. We also, you guys also the right things that convinced me enough. I don't want to pick the same games as you guys. So give me New Mexico State against Liberty. Uh, Gorney picked Boise State, John Washington, and that's it. Another great week of the mush. We'll get some bowl games going here shortly. Been a fun season, but as always, please follow us on all the social media platforms, either national or individually on all the sites. I'm Corey Gibson. That's Adam Gorney, John Garcia Jr. That's been another great week of the mush. Thanks, fellas. See you guys.